blossoming, blossoming moments. A warm welcome, everyone, to the day I'm alive. I trust you all had a beautiful, relaxing, and fulfilling weekend. I'm your host, Margaret Aberdeen. Thank you for joining me today. I am a victorious, striving, thriving survivor of domestic abuse and cancer, here to ignite the fire in those who have suffered similarly, including bereavement, mental depression, and suicidal thoughts, to rise like a phoenix to create the life they want. I am not officially qualified to give any professional advice of any kind. Though I have some background in psychology and have studied cognitive behavior therapy, all I can do is share with you what I have come to understand from my own experiences. Then it's up to you to see if that resonates with you and if it's something you can put to use for yourself. As the highly commercialized Christmas glittering season is kicking in, breaking all barriers like a gale storm, jam-packed with the constant blaring of media adverts, street and stores decoration, and happily ever after family movies, which is hard to avoid. Many of us use this festive season to adopt a happy, jolly spirit. We all want to be happy, or better still, we all want to know how to be happy. At present, many of us are questioning the purpose of seeking happiness in this fast-paced world. Particularly when you have been through several traumatic situations, you start to feel like you can ever be happy. The struggles to find happiness is a daily one for many people, and being rich or poor doesn't really matter. Happiness is pursued as a key part of life. It means that a lot of people think of things that make them happy and make it their life's mission to try and get them. I feel happy waking up to a refreshing and renewed presence of the day in stillness and gratitude, especially during my early morning mindful walks, connecting with nature while the sky is clothed in darkness, listening to the beautiful melodies of nature, the whistling of the wind, the rustling of the leaves on trees, and the songs of the birds flying high in the sky. But it certainly, it certainly wasn't always that way. I have spent many years searching for happiness, and it's been quite a bumpy journey. You'll hear more about that later. Let's pause and find out, what is happiness? What is the true seed of happiness? Let's tick each item off the list. Is it wealth? Is it fame? Is it success? Is it a good relationship? Is it buying your dream home, an amazing car, or the latest iPhone? Is it being healthy, slim, and beautiful? Is it designers, brand clothes, jewelry, handbags, or shoes you wear? Is it when you meet your soulmate? Is it when you are married and have kids? Or is it celebrating Christmas with your family and friends? Maybe. Happiness means different things to different people. Given that, we believe that once we will get all what we want, all that we crave and desire, we are going to be truly happy. Like it or not, happiness, as I understand it, is mostly a temporary thing, like the high that comes with a compliment or unexpected gift. It fades away. Similarly, to the ecstatic feeling you get from sipping bubbly champagne, eventually the bubbles will dissolve. While happiness has many different definitions, it is generally described as positive emotion, a state of being, feeling pleasure or contentment, 
but not to be confused with ecstasy or bliss or other more intense feelings. Whether happiness is a mood or, or emotion, it doesn't change the fact that some people relentlessly pursue happiness as an unrealistic goal because it isn't constant. To agree upon what happiness is, is not the issue here. Whatever your conception of happiness is in your head, it is in itself a state, not a trait. In other words, it isn't a long-lasting permanent feature or personality trait, but a more fleeting, changeable state. How can we really be happy? What makes us really happy? The answer, as it always does, lies in you. Using myself as an example, I am now gracing the mature silver age of 67. In my younger days, I dreamed that happiness was about having wealth and the freedom to travel, do fun things, and purchase expensive clothes. In this era of my life, I am a healthy, peaceful, and happiness infinite spiritual being. I am not wealthy, but I've had a measure of achievements and happiness. I am a victorious, striving survivor after several life-threatening traumas. I have written and published poems, given birth to a book called Priceless Roles of a Mother, available from Amazon, created workshops and received several awards for using my life traumas as a bridge to inspire others, coaching clients on self-relationship and hosting the Today I'm Alive podcast. I pretty much have most things that I want and certainly everything that I presently need. Now, now I can clearly see that having wealth and material things doesn't equate to having a natural sense of peace and contentment within. So what if you have a lot of nice things and you're very comfortable in this life? If there is no peace and contentment in your heart, it is all meaningless. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there is not an amount of pleasure that money and things can provide. But pleasure is a far cry from happiness and contentment within. While doing the research for this episode, I came across a YouTube video about celebrities being rich but not happy. The highlight of the video is that having all the stuff doesn't mean that you are happy. One celebrity who was a millionaire stated that he had an incredibly solid gold career and future beautiful homes, and women around him. Yet on a daily basis, he wanted to commit suicide. Today, we are seeking happiness so vigorously that the very life of the planet is being threatened. All those people who depend on external situations to be happy will never, never know true joy in their life, says Saguru, an Indian spiritual guru and global international speaker. Oh, I love listening to his teaching, full of down-to-earth, really spice up with humor. His sassy personality reminds me of myself. A few years ago, I did one of his training programs called Inner Engineering. The tools not only helped me awaken a deep inner sense of self-worth and life makeover, but also unlock and release the bolts and chains of suppressed, deep-rooted, habitual emotions and beliefs unadmitted in my subconscious that were not serviceable in my present state of being and had me stuck to do what made me happy. 
Growing up, I did not feel happy because my father was an alcoholic and I witnessed him abusing my mother countless times. I was angry, hungry and thirsty for happiness and went out searching for happiness. Many of us grow up thinking that there is no way to be truly happy if we are not in a romantic relationship. I used to think the fairy tale myth that it was someone else's role to take care of me, love me, make me happy and keep me secure. Thankfully, thankfully I was wrong. One of my biggest takeaways from Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now Is. A beggar has been sitting by the side of the road for over 30 years. One day, a stranger walked by. Spare some change, mumbled the beggar, mechanically holding out his old baseball cap. I have nothing to give you, said the stranger. Then he asked, What's that you're sitting on? Nothing, replied the beggar. Just an old buck. I've been sitting on it for as long as I can remember. Ever looked inside, asked the stranger. No, said the beggar. What's the point? There's nothing in there. Have a look inside, insisted the stranger. The beggar managed to pry open the lid. With astonishment, disbelief and elation, he saw that the box was filled with gold. The message I received from this powerful story is we came into life with treasures, but as we grew up like beggars, requesting peace, love and happiness, and lots, lots more from others. What Eckhart is encouraging us to do is to look past what we see in our external world by selfishly flipping the mirror on ourselves to discover treasures within. It entails going within and finding everything we are searching for is already within us. They have always been there. And yet, all too often, we look for happiness outside of ourselves and believe others, events and materialistic things will give us true happiness. Especially around the festive season. Everything material has a lifespan. You can't take it with you after you died. Happiness is being content. It isn't a goal that you can simply reach and be done with. In my view, happiness does not carry a price tag. It cannot be bought, sold or bargained for. The problem is that people, rich or poor, are seeking happiness as a future outcome. There's the happiness that comes from getting what you want, but there's also the happiness in being content with who you are and what you presently have and all of the blessing you have around you. It boils down to your personality and the way you choose to engage with the world to become a happier person is to find things to be grateful for every single day, even when things are hard, as I shared in episode 16, finding gratitude even in the dark times. No matter what there are, always things to be grateful for and a positive mindset ultimately can create a more positive, fulfilling and happier life. Many people, including myself, used to think that because we were born in an unhappy environment are prone to unhappiness. I have had the privilege of knowing and coaching women who suffered grievously in an abusive environment but emerge from their horrific nightmare to face the challenge of seeking strength, love, happiness and contentment within themselves. 
Along with coaching, this can also be accomplished through counseling, a support group, journaling, and obviously daily meditation. What these survivors had clearly demonstrated is having a relationship with themselves and accepting their trauma is in the past and is part of the human experience to feel unhappy and unloved. These feelings cannot be negated by the thought of only striving for happiness, but with a deep sense of awareness and determination similar to a tree to embrace the life storms of pain and suffering in learning and growing forward. With the passing of time, they realize that happiness isn't something that stays forever, but being contented is. What is more important than happiness is being contented, which can only be accomplished in the present. If some of you are still a bit foggy about what I'm saying, okay, let me explain. Do you remember how happy and carefree you were as a child? Happiness was your natural state of being when you entered this world, authentic and pure. It is what you first experienced before you learned to identify with a mind and a body. Oh, do you remember when you first learned to ride a bicycle? You may have fallen off a few times as you are learning to ride a bike. As you gain a little speed and confidence, eventually you learn to use the bike the way it should be. Wow, what an empowering feeling of joy and happiness. The bike didn't change, but you learn how to use the bike the way it was intended to be used. Happiness is a feeling of deep-seated contentment. The feeling of accomplishment and inner freedom is so powerful and uplifting when you figure that out. That feeling is what I am talking about. As I said earlier, you have all of life's treasures inside of you. Now, now you just have to learn how to use them the way they were intended. And to understand it is only you that can make yourself happy with your thoughts, feelings and attitude towards your situation and others. You were born with happiness because you, yes, you are the embodiment of happiness. As human beings, we are self-determined and have a choice to individually react to whatever situation we are currently experiencing in our life, whether happy or sad. It's your choice. When you take responsibility for your lifestyle, feelings, and action, and understand that the true nature of happiness is a state of being and contentment, and that you can change your mood to change your life. In other words, the quality and consciousness of your thoughts and attitude determine what makes you happy or sad. You just have to learn how to consciously and selfishly take ownership with self-love, self-belief, and the worthiness within you. One of the most profound insights I learned from Victor Frank's book, Man's Search for Meaning, happiness cannot be pursued. It must ensue. We need a reason to be happy in order to be happy. If some of you are wondering why I constantly use the word selfishly, listen to episode 5, Why Selfishness Isn't Selfish. Over the years, as I was putting all my learnings about happiness together, I gave birth to a fierce hunger for inner peace and happiness, which consumed me to this very moment. Despite everything happening in the world, I remain mindful and persistent in knowing that all is well within 
I take responsibility for everything that happens to me, the good, the bad, the ugly. I realize that it's my life to create. I feel happier, energized, and limitless, doing what lights me up. I feel like I'm living in the world of unlimited potential, doing things that presently are making me happy. Daily mindful early morning walks, connecting with nature, meditating, journaling, poetry writing, writing the contents for Today I'm Alive, and with vulnerability and resilience, sharing my insights and learning from my life traumas. Going with the flow and a willingness to take life as it comes. Feeling that the condition of my life are good. Feeling positive more than negative. Being open to new ideas and experiences that comes my way. Surrounding myself with happy like-minded people. Enjoying positive, healthy relationship with my family and friends. Taking care of myself and treating myself as my best friend with love, kindness and compassion. As my health is my wealth, being selfishly mindful of the food I choose to put in my body, the thoughts in my mind and how I respond to situations that are thrown in my path. Daily gratitude for everything, everything that I presently have. Feeling that I am living life with a sense of meaning and purpose and sharing my happiness and joy with others. I want everyone to feel how limitless they are, how to break free from the trap of unconscious thinking to release everything holding them back, and how to live happily, meaningful lives based on their own definition of happiness. It's all about having a mindful relationship with your mind to be happy with awareness there are many, many storms on the horizon. And as I repeatedly said in previous episodes, be the observer of your thoughts. Do not label or judge them. Just allow them to flow like clouds gliding in the sky. Yes, and also be master rather than a servant to your own happiness. You are the ruler of the kingdom of your own happiness. Do not allow other people or situations to make you happy. Do not depend on material possessions to create happiness for you. It is for you to choose to be happy Whatever the situation, do not allow your heart to break up if your loved one has ditched you. If he or she can be happy without you, so can you. Don't let a lack of self-love and worthiness hold you back from happiness and living your present best life. Do not associate happiness with future events. Like, I will be happy when things happen this way. It is like postponing your happiness to an unsure future. Yes, have a vision with intention, imagination, and creativity. But the time to be happy is today because yesterday has already passed and you cannot, cannot be sure that tomorrow will bring any happiness. Oh, when I look back over my life, even though my life journey to happiness has been bumpy with its ups and downs, I now realize happiness is not short term, but a sustained sense of contentment. Seeking strength, emotional and spiritual within oneself. I am happier today than I was before my traumas. Crucially, I am happy with myself and I suspect the reason for is this. My eyes and heart have been opened to a new reality, a new way of being. Life is not what I thought it was. It is richer and more wonderful and I'm grateful to be living it. 
I have learned so much from my trauma and can reflect peacefully on my life. Happiness can be a feeling as a result of suffering and sadness to inner peace and contentment. It is through suffering and sadness that some kind of happiness can be found. So perhaps the meaning of life is when we were a child, happiness was a natural state of being. As we grow, similar to a tree, we encountered life storms of pain and suffering. Then, according to how we react, we have a choice of returning to the natural state of happiness within. Happiness is a wonderful feeling and is mightily contagious. It can be nurtured and maintained through gratitude, meditation, and meaningful relationship with yourself and others. The bottom line, scientific evidence suggests that being happy may have major benefits for your health and longevity. We are all deserving of it. And even when it it evades us, it is not gone forever. It is the one true purpose of life. The seed, the treasures, the gifts of happiness can only be found within. So let's all cultivate and nurture compassion, kindness and happiness within ourselves first. Start smiling more and greeting people with kindness will make you feel happy. Helping others always make us feel alive and happy. Being wealthy with inner happiness and helping other people who need our help. Isn't there a better way, a gift worth unwrapping and giving? Offering someone tools for their happiness, peace and inner well-being. The choice to be happy is something we hold within us. The contentment we feel for who we are and what we have at the moment. Not just during festive season like Christmas, but each day of our life there is something you can be happy about. One last word. We don't need to have everything we want in order to be happy. True happiness can be obtained by finding content in what we already have, however much or little that may seem. And even though that might give us a sense of pleasure and joy, not everyone who ever done anything great on behalf of humanity obtain materialistic items. Martin Luther King Jr., Mother Teresa, Mahatma Gandhi are all examples of people who did not get what they wanted and responded by growing into the giants they became. My trauma have taught me the greatest truth. I am a being of happiness and to be grateful for today, don't wait until Christmas to give yourself the gift of happiness within. Unwrap it and share it with others. Before I go, I want you to close your eyes and say these words. I am a being of happiness. What do I love? What lights me up? What brings me joy? What other unique gifts can only I deliver? I am a being of happiness. Do this on a daily basis. What are your thoughts on happiness? Would you define it differently? What do you find is the most important ingredient for your own happiness? Leave your comments on social media platforms. My name is Margaret Aberdeen. Continue having a blossoming day and tune in next week for another episode of The Day I'm Alive. Share with your friends and family and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. To hire me for talks and events, please email me at info at 
abedin.com Today I'm alive Today I'm alive And I'm feeling good Music